This is Jim Harvey, and welcome to Jim Harvey's Presentation Podcast. If you're looking to build your skills in making important presentations and sales pitches, or just to build your confidence for the next time that you have to stand up and speak, then this is the program for you. You can find me at www.jimharvey.com, and it's a real pleasure to be here. In this program, we're going to look at what goes wrong in the vast majority of business presentations. And we're going to offer some simple things that you can do to make sure that your presentations go better every time. I read a really interesting report the other day that polled 2,000 senior managers in 100 of Britain's most successful businesses. And it asked them to rate the value of the presentations that they saw every day of their working lives. 75% of them felt that the presentations that they attended regularly did little to increase their knowledge of the subject under discussion. And in 95% of cases, those same senior managers felt that they could have learned more about the issues being discussed from a single piece of A4 paper than by the presenter explaining the topic to them. It's interesting that, isn't it? It's a whinge that you often hear from senior managers. The quality of the presentations that I see are rubbish, they say. And yet, I've seen hundreds of them present over the last 25 years in business and would say that it must be just like looking into a mirror. Because actually I agree with the finding that the vast majority of business presentations could be a whole lot better. But I think it starts with the most senior people in business rather than finishes there. If you're a leader in a business and you feel the same way, then I think there's some really simple things that you can do to help raise the quality of presentations that are done in your name. It reminds me of a story from an insurance company that I worked with in the City of London. And there was a a young hotshot there by the name of Steve who had very low tolerance for poor presentations. And he could be a little bit brutal. He himself was a good presenter and he wouldn't accept long, pointless, rambling presentations when his and his colleagues' time was very short and the business faced major challenges. So Steve brought me in to help him in a project and that was to raise the skill of his senior management team in commissioning and delivering internal presentations to him that would help get things done in his business. One of the first sessions that I ran a guy got up and he shared a story with me that I think has value here and it was about Steve his boss. He'd gone to pitch to Steve a couple of weeks before for half a million pounds worth of investment. And that half a million pounds worth of investment was about adding new software capability to their call centers that would help screen fraudulent insurance policies from their process and therefore save them lots of money over time. So my friend started on his presentation and after about 10 minutes, Steve lost his patience. And he asked him a couple of questions, like, 
how much are you going to ask me for? And my friend said, uh, half a million pounds. Right. What will I get for my half a million pounds? Well, three million pounds saving over the next two years. Okay, so what's the payback time? Uh, about three months. Okay, you can have the money, but when were you going to tell me that? And my friend said, with a smile on his face, I told him, slide 47. Slide 47. And you think about it, in that tiny little story, there are a number of things that we can think about. One, Steve was fanatical about getting to the point. As most senior people are, they get more impatient the more senior they get, and I can understand why. So he didn't want the question hidden at the end of the presentation, he wanted it right at the start, so he knew what he was asking. Secondly, it required the presenter to understand that that's what Steve wanted in order that he, in future, could prepare presentations that would deliver what he wanted in a way that would work for that audience. And then thirdly, it shows that one thing that senior managers can do to raise the quality of presentations that they receive is give feedback to their team. If you get a presentation from somebody that is substandard, tell them. You don't have to be cruel, but you just say, this is what I want in future. This is how I want your argument structured, and this is what I want your presentation to look like. So what are the fundamentals of a great business presentation? Well, it's really simple. Firstly, as hinted at by the Steve story, a presenter needs to have a really clear understanding of his or her audience and their specific needs. It's not everything that the presenter has to say about a particular subject, but it's what does this particular audience want or need to know about this subject that will be interesting and relevant to them. And that audience understanding will then allow you to do some pretty simple things. Once you know what they want and what they don't want sometimes, you can then focus on delivering that message in a really simple way. For Steve, he was most interested in the business case. How much is it going to cost? What's it going to deliver? And what's the payback time? Now, we could probably imagine that. But what we tend to do is wrap that up in our way of thinking about that subject. So this guy in particular had spent an awful long time setting the scene, making the case, reminding them of things that were already in place and what had been tried before, which all have relevance, as we'll see. But actually, if your audience just wants the answer to a few simple questions, if you try and do something else, then you tend to lose them, as this guy lost Steve. So focus is about delivering the message that is relevant to the audience, plus anything they absolutely have to know in addition, in a simple, structured and short way. And at this point, we get into what some people might call a fashionable fad for storytelling. Fashionable, yes, because I don't think a good story ever goes out of fashion. But fad, no. 
because the fundamental principles of storytelling have been around written down for two and a half thousand years. The Greeks did it. They codified 50,000 years of human communication when the only way of sharing expertise and knowledge and pride and history was by telling engaging stories. And they learned that there are ways that our audience expects stories to be unfolded to them so that those stories will have power and meaning. And we ignore those principles at our peril. And in my experience, most presenters do ignore those principles. The three-act story. In Act 1, you meet the character. You meet the context in which the character is operating. And then you unveil the challenge that that character has to face. In Act 2, the plot thickens. And the character has choices, options and dilemmas that he or she works through in a structured fashion moving towards Act 3, which is about resolution, an answer to the questions, and a call to action for the audience to follow, so that the story comes together in some kind of meaningful form that's been reasoned to in a logical way. In the insurance presentation we've just talked about, the character, of course, was this part of the insurance company. And the heroes of the story were the people that were working in this part of the business to deliver the results that the whole business needed. The context, of course, was the fact that this part of the business needed to deliver huge savings over the forthcoming 10 years. And the challenge, well, of course, for this particular presentation was to show how a part of that massive cost saving could be achieved through defeating fraud. Those three things, character, context and challenge, are the essential first steps in any presentation if the audience is to engage with the story. Act two then was a journey through some of the options that were available. Options that would be discarded because they were impractical or too expensive or unproven. Options that might work, but in future, and leading towards an option that would work now and could be done. And then in Act 3, of course, Act 3 is about saying, this is what we're going to do, this is how much it's going to cost, and this is the benefit that we will get from it, and the payback. Now, of course, as we've already seen, Steve would not wait for Act 3. So classic story structure tells us that there should be a three-act story, but there should also be a prologue right at the start, where you throw some meat to the audience to give them a taste of what's to come, so that they don't get impatient while you tell your story. And then, of course, there should be an epilogue right at the end that sends them, the audience away with a message ringing in their ears. So if we go back to that simple Steve story, you will see that the presenter's mistakes were in failing to understand what would fit the audience in terms of content, in terms of tone, and in terms of structure, and then an ignorance of the fundamental principles of telling a strong story. Those two things combined led to an unpleasant incident with a very senior manager in 
business. And if asked, that manager would have gone away and said, that was a very poor presentation. And the presenter, even though they'd done their work, even though they were a competent professional person, would have been diminished simply because they failed to communicate that logical, rational, useful idea in a way that had meaning for Steve and his senior management colleagues. So, we can belittle fundamental principles of presenting as much as we like, but you would find in most business presentations the reasons for them failing are often to do with a lack of understanding from the presenter about what the audience actually wants and a lack of skill in the presenter in structuring that story in a way that will engage with the audience that's in front of them. Such skills in creating and delivering persuasive and influential presentations are a competitive advantage. It allows your expertise and your team's knowledge to be more influential and more widely known. And whether you're working internally for a group of stakeholders or externally for customers, you will sell your ideas, your products and your services much more effectively than other people who don't have those skills. I've spent my professional life helping individuals and organisations make the most of the opportunities that they have. And if we remember another fundamental fact about presentations, that is that even the best presenter with the most attentive audience will be largely forgotten 72 hours after the presentation is finished. That's just the problem with human beings. We don't remember the vast majority of stuff that we're told. But the opportunity is also clear, because in the same study, it was conclusively proved that if we get it right, if we understand our audience and make a presentation in a way that's really hard for them to forget, then they'll remember forever. 5%, the general point, the repeated key message, will be remembered for a very long time. And that's it. If we want our messages to be remembered, we need to be skillful at understanding the audience, condensing those messages and delivering them in a way that will not be forgotten. That's the point of a presentation in modern day business life. That is where a good presenter with a good text will triumph over an A4 piece of paper every time. That was a podcast from me, Jim Harvey. Thank you for downloading, and I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe on iTunes or www.jimharvey.com for more editions in future. And good luck in your presenting every day.